Yes. Thought you had a chance to tie it on the last shot, but the ball rimmed out. Yeah, well, I guess rimming is good. But this particular time, we needed it to go in the hole, not around it. We just kept pounding inside, straight to the hole. The difference was, they would get to the hole and they would finish strong. How do I feel? It hurts. That's how I feel. Their length, their size, they were just too big for us. And quite frankly, early on, we couldn't take it. It's just that Johnson's got such a slow release. And with a slow release, guys are going to jump on your balls. I mean, they're right there. Why wouldn't you? They spanked us. That's what happened. They were getting great penetration straight to the hole. Again and again and again in a steady rhythm. And it hurt us. Their point guard dribbled all over us. Well, he had great ball movement. He's dribbling between his legs and then shot it right in our face. That was hard to swallow. Left a bad taste in my mouth, I'll tell you. What? Did you say this was a big loss for the team? <laughs> it was huge! And then at the end, they're rubbing it in our faces. But hey, we're men. We understand that's part of it. We can take that because we know that at the end, we're just going to pat each other on the butt and say, hey, we'll see you next time. And when that time rolls around, we're going to strap up and go at each other again. And let me tell you something. When we see these guys again, I'm going to personally suck every one of their cocks and their coach, too. We're done. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Groove of Thought. Thank you. <laughs> I am Tony Cena, as you can hear. As always, I am joined live in the studio by the master of production engineering. Who makes sure that our groove is satiny smooth. And the man who, for the last three years, has ridden shotgun on the magic carpet ride. He showed me how to take the Grandmaster Flash. Thank you. Shout out to Bruce Silverman, who just tuned in right now on the uh, the old Facebook feed. We're trying our broadcasting <laughs> See, now you're freaking me out. I don't even want to know. Stop They're it. They're all this looking at you. Here, but you're freaking me out. Hey, three years, Cal. Three years now. Yeah. This is it. Yeah. We, we started in April of 15. Of course, every Groovathon is firmly rooted in an attitude of gratitude. Mucho. Mahalo to everybody tuning in live and downloading the show here in America and around the world, y'all. How you doing, pal of mine? I'm doing great. Hot as balls. Hot. Already. It is hot. I mean, if this is a harbinger of what's to come, July and August are just going to be sheer hell. You know what I'm saying? Unbelievable. You know, I, I read a quote. I wrote it down. I can't remember who said it, but I read this quote. It says, every time history repeats itself, the price goes up. I thought it was pretty interesting. Very clever. Yeah. In any event, we are back kind of on schedule. Yeah, two weeks, right? Yeah, that's it. We, yeah, we yeah. You know, we're back on schedule. Obviously, there is lots and lots of stuff to get to. I'll tell you, like, stuff is, has so much stuff happens now at such a rapid pace that it doesn't matter how close to showtime I, you know, I write down what we're going to do and, you know, make a, it's, it's, 
stuff happens like in the morning that I can't even include. It just it, it comes at me at like mm-hmm. at, at too rapid a pace. Unbelievable. But we have got lots and lots of stuff to get to today, including the president dismisses hope in favor of his charge de retweet. How far out you have to be in order to measure a garbage dump twice the size of Texas on the uh, subjects of Texas and garbage, a uh, district attorney and a judge in Tarrant County, Texas, offer further proof of why the state doesn't even deserve its lone star. Plus, Popeye Doyle rouse the Poughkeepsie foot picker. (laughs) (laughs) Doug Stanhope dismantles patriotism. And David Hogg's shot from Parkland, Florida, hits the bullseye at 48th and 6th as the Fox News primetime lineup discovers what Amarillo Slim meant when he said, sometimes the lamb slaughters the butcher. Of course, all of that is going to be surrounded by the finest, most diverse groove anywhere on the air. It is just past 2 o'clock in the only Hollywood that matters anymore. Yeah, Hollywood, Florida, that is. I mean, just past 8 o'clock on the Big Island Aloha to the Kyle Crew, just past 7 at night, Dublin, Lytham, St. Anne, and the rest of Western Europe, and just past 9 o'clock in Istanbul, Turkey. Shout out to my gal, RCG. Now, Gramps, three years in now. We are three years in. I know. I am so fucking this motherfucker in the world. I felt ass backwards. It's like a blank. I am so lucky. Living the dream, baby. (laughs) You got everything queued up where it's supposed to be? I hope so. There you go. Saddle up. It's the Groovathon. SoFloRadio.com.
Guns! 
that you never met and all of a sudden you take pride in accomplishments you had no part in whatsoever and you brag about you know like the Americans you go fuck the French 
Fuck the French. If we hadn't saved their ass in two world wars, they'd be speaking German right now. You go, oh, was that us? That was us? Was, was that me and you, Tommy? We saved the French? Jesus. I know I blacked out a little bit after that fourth shot of Jägermeister last night, but I don't, I don't remember. I know we went through to Wendy's drive-thru. We are going to get one of them fresh set of sandwiches. It looked so alluring on the commercial, but then we ordered it and realized we had no money and we had to ditch out before the second window. And that was douchebags in line behind us with the bass music probably got our order and out we laughed about that but i don't remember saving the friend I, I went through the last 10 calls on my cell phone and there's nothing incoming or outgoing to the french looking for muscle on a project i checked my pants there's no mud stains on the knees from where we were Garroting krauts in the trenches at Verdun. I think we didn't do anything but watch sports bloopers while we got hammered. I think we should shut the fuck up. Tradition and heritage its dead people's baggage. Quit carrying it. Did you make it up? No. It's passed on to me. Pass it back. Every immigration argument that you hear... They never come from a, like, well, how does it affect you personally? Well, you know, these immigrants, they come to our country, they burden our tax system. What they do is they come here and they get into our education system and our health care, and I've got to pay the taxes. My taxes have to pay that. Well, what the fuck are you doing to me? Every time you have a kid, every time you have a kid because it's American, I should pull up a chaise lounge and wave a flag while 15 of those things come out of you, pay every, oh, I can't wait to pay for these. They're American. I have a vasectomy and an abortion on my record, but I can't wait for all your fucking fathead and miss Midwestern kids to come out of you. What are you, Catholic? Come on, be fruitful and multiply. Love it, love it. I'll get a second job. No, keep... Well, these immigrants, they don't fuck... They don't speak the language. They don't talk to them. Well, I solved your problem. That was quick. You know who speaks the language perfectly? Your next door neighbor. You've lived there eight and a half years. You've never said one fucking word to that guy. You avert eye contact should you check the mail at the same time. So why would you give a shit with the guy selling ganip ganops in a cart in the park speech? It's none of your fucking business. And all this, all the cliched arguments like that, well, they're, they're lazy, they don't ship this, and they're criminals and all this. They... All those arguments go against the main cliched argument of their taking American jobs. I live on the Mexican border. I live seven miles off the Mexican border in a town, Bisbee, Arizona, a little town. I can go out any day and watch Border Patrol arresting these guys by the dozen, 11 at a time out of a Dodge Omni, like a clown car with plastic cuffs. And you're right, they don't speak the language and they probably have no education. They don't have fucking shoes half the time. They're like barefoot and tattered castaway like Gilligan's Island shorts and hey, the fucking dirty t-shirt and dehydrated wandering a desert for four days. And if that guy is as qualified for your job as you are, you're a fucking loser of such epic humiliating proportions. I would be ashamed 
to have anyone find out that guy took my job. He doesn't speak English. What, did they do your job training in pantomime, shithead? Nobody bitches about immigrants taking their job if that person has skills of any level. No, they're fucking brain surgeons sitting around the Beverly Hills Hotel Lounge. You know what really chaps my ass, Barry? Scandinavian fellas are coming over taking all our good neurosurgery positions. The Norwegians specifically. I say we down ourselves a bottle of Jack Daniels and go stomp us some Ouija ass. The first Ouija we see. We <laughs> fucking immigrants. All started with that Einstein. Once they brought him over from Germany and we didn't have any good genius jobs, it was a trickle-down effect. Drop 
Stranglers, No More Heroes from No More Heroes. Those are second album came out. The uh, first one's always been a favorite of mine. Was it Radis Norvegicus with the hanging around? Before that, Flaming Sideburns since the beginning from their album Sky Pilots came out in 2003. Those, uh, those guys were a trio from Helsinki, Finland. So, uh, got like, you know, good, good stuff coming out of Europe. Before that, Doug Stanhope. On uh, patriotism, I think he really does nail it. You were, you know, you've been talking about this for for years. Sure, because I'm a foreigner, so I got tired of hearing shit. So I was thinking and saying some of those things, same yeah, things. I, but you know, especially the well, you're, credit you're, for one of these you guys is do. taking yeah. away your job. Well, not <laughs> that, but the the bragging about things that you had nothing to do. Yeah, with. Yeah, exactly. That was a, was a patriotism gives you patriotism makes you. Hate people you haven't met. hate foreigners you've never met hate and people praise met. people yeah. you know praise and, people right. from history and take you, credit for things that you didn't do yeah you didn't do before that lyrics born I changed my mind that is the uh, stereo MC's rattlesnake mix from same shit different day came out in 2005 before that one of my favorites screaming Jay Hawkins doing the uh, Bob Marley tune I shot the sheriff that's uh, from his last studio album called At Last came out in 1998 which was uh, he died, I guess, in uh, 2000. So that was his last studio album. He did a uh, his first uh, live album was with uh, a bunch of friends of mine. It was uh, with the Fuzz Tones. He did that, the Lone Star, back in '84, and kicking off the set. Radio Moscow, Death of a Queen from Magical Dirt came out in 2014. Love those guys. I played them a bunch of times before. So, what caught my eye recently? Well, not that you give a shit, but how about the Mets? Oh, my beloved. Amazing. That's it. The Amazons, the mighty Metropolitans, they go into D.C., sweep the Nationals, okay, which is great. During those three games, during the three-game sweep, they hit two Grand Slam home runs, and last night won it in the 12th inning for a 6-5 win. They're now 7-1 and kicking ass. I am loving it. So that is, that's, that's just my hope for this season. It really is starting to build up. I mean, I, 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 I know I'm probably setting myself up for disappointment, but at the moment, it's the best distraction I can have from all the other bullshit that's going on. Meanwhile, just as, you know, Cheshire Cat grin inspiring for me, in the Bronx, Stanton, Giancarlo Stanton, whom the Yankees paid a bazillion dollars for, okay, this guy has, in eight games, he's been to bat 42 times, and he has 20 strikeouts, okay, including two different games in which he has struck out five times. Uh, yesterday, he went 0 for 7 with five strikeouts, including the, the game-ending strikeout with the, you know, with uh, the tying run on base. You know, he, he struck out then. This, 
He's only the third guy in Major League history to strike out five times in two separate games in the same season. And he's done it in eight, I think, in less than, like, ten games. The other two times that it's happened, the two guys that did it, uh, one guy took 154 games, the other guy took 140 games to do it. So I was wondering what the Vegas odds are that Stanton is going to be the first player ever to strike out five times in a single game three in three different games in the same season. Okay, I'm figuring it's even money at this point. And I was I was looking up, you know, stats for some historical comparison as far as the Yankees are concerned. Joe DiMaggio struck out a total of 13 times in 1941. Total. Giancarlo Stanton has already struck out 20 times, okay, in 10 games in 42 at-bats. Yogi Berra in 1950 had 12 strikeouts. And this was the year that he also recorded his most at-bats ever. 656 at-bats. He struck out 12 times. The most he ever struck out one year was 38 times. So I thought that was funny. The Marlins, of course, the other day allowed 20 runs. They lost 20 to 1. Okay? So they gave up 20 runs. Giancarlo Scans got 20, 20 strikeouts. And there's this guy uh, who has been a Marlins fan and has had season tickets behind home plate since the Marlins started from their inaugural season. Okay? He's looking for a new team now. He's gone. He says he's not going to renew his season tickets. He was in negotiations and basically told the Marlins to go fuck themselves. So he's now a free agent to be a fan for somebody else. And he's literally had season tickets for 25 years now. So that ought to tell you something about it. The Mets are in town tonight, uh, tonight, Tuesday and Wednesday, so I'm hoping to make one of those games. The other thing in baseball was this cat from Japan, Otani. Uh, he's playing with the Angels. This is the first real two-way player uh, since Babe Ruth. This guy is 2-0 and as a pitcher so far. He had like 11 or 12 strikeouts yesterday. And he's also got three home runs at the plate. Last guy to do that, Babe Ruth. Okay, so that's saying something right there. So that's going to be interesting to, to watch. The Masters was great yesterday. I noticed that... Uh, Rory McIlroy used a pitching wedge to hit 154 uh, 154-yard par three, the 12th at Augusta. I would have had to use a seven iron. These guys are they hit the ball so far now it, it's literally insane. So what else? Well, I thought this was interesting. Uh, an interesting headline that I saw: Trump picks his former caddy to replace Hope Hicks as White House communications director. Um, there was a CNN reporting that Trump has found a replacement for his departing White House communications director, Hope Hicks. And he has managed to select another person who completely lacks the requisite skills and experience for the job. <laughs> Which I, you know. Wonderful. Yeah, I mean, you know, par for the course. Uh, the answer, at least in some capacity, will be Don uh, Dan Scavino, the social media director who moved into the minuscule office, uh, blah, 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 blah. He's described by AIDS as Trump's mini-me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who can channel his moods and voices? Few others can. Scavino is the last remaining staffer from the launch of Trump's presidential campaign, um, still posted by the president's side. He, uh, this is a guy uh, with no experience managing the press 
or developing strategic uh, media operations with a large enterprise. This He also uh, said, this promotion may cheer Scavino up after the announcement yesterday that his wife has filed for divorce. Okay. So, that, you know, we got it around over there. Yeah. So, uh, as media director Scavino was identified as the person responsible for the anti-Semitic tweet to put Hillary Clinton inside a Jewish star of David and call her corrupt. On another occasion, he was reprimanded for violating the Hatch Act, which prohibits electioneering by White House staffers. Um, I like it. Electioneering. That's a great word. Yeah. Electioneering. I like that one. You can't, you can't go. Well, that's the whole thing. The Hatch Act, they, you know, all of his staff, I mean, uh, what's his name? Uh, Carson mm-hmm. was right. accused of that. They're, you know, every time they come out and try and promote, you know, this thing, they're, they're basically breaking the Hatch Act. Uh, let me see. He's been posting flagrantly false, uh, stuff. He, uh, let me see. He posted a video that he said was the Miami International Airport during the hurricane. Irma, it wasn't. He posted, um, a collapsing building in the Caribbean. It was in Tibet. Um, former Me- uh, Fox News host Megyn Kelly cites Scavino as a reason she received death threats during the campaign, <laughs> which I thought was uh, pretty funny. That's the guy. I also saw, I'd never heard of this chick before, Mercedes Schlapp. Never heard of uh, No, no. Okay. She was named White House Senior Advisor for Strategic Communications, whatever the fuck that is. All I don't right. even know what that is. Say it again. White House Senior Advisor for Strategic Communications. Oh. Not just communications. Oh, yeah, These are strategic communications. I yeah, that's just, I don't know. I don't know what that means. What, what the fuck is that? What's the difference between, isn't it all strategic? Uh, I, if you're in politics, if you're in office and the president, I would imagine it would all be strategic. I, I was, we don't know these things. We I wrote down a couple of things. I was like, does, does Trump's ego really make him that ideologically fungible? <laughs> that was my question. So the other question I ask is, is he making the presidency less relevant? I mean, is, is well, he, that, that conversation's been had. Yeah, I mean, at this point, is it possible that he's kind of turning the presidency, this this branch, of the three mm-hmm. branches of government into more of a figurehead thing, you know? So you'll have the head of the Senate or the, you know, uh, you know, a, uh, somebody like, you know, Ryan or McConnell mm-hmm. end up being basically the equivalent of the prime minister and the president being the equivalent of, you know, the, the queen. He's just, you know, I don't know. I, I haven't figured that out yet. This one I thought was the funniest thing I had seen in ages. It was a, uh, Help Wanted ad on Craigslist. You ready? I'm ready. Seeking lead attorney for difficult client, <laughs> 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, Northwest. Seeking a lead attorney to represent clients involved in an ongoing federal investigation. Must be familiar with laws and procedures around discovery, executive privilege, international financing of licensed real estate, election law, and the Logan Act. <laughs> Working knowledge of social media, especially Twitter, is a plus, as is better-than-average knowledge of the adult film industry and a collection of Playboy magazines from 1985 to 2010. Must look the part. Gregory Peck or Tommy Lee Jones type. Prior appearances on Fox News, a huge plus. No fatties. (laughs) Right. Must be prepared to work with a client who is very forceful and opinionated about his defense and is, and is his own best counsel. Basically, your job boils down 
to keeping him from testifying under oath and hoping the rest comes out in the wash. Ask about other openings on our staff and submit your resume to be considered for potential openings in the near future, perhaps the very near future. Like, hit refresh on your browser now. <laughs> now again. <laughs> so whoever, you know, the thing was, whoever wrote that, you know, didn't promote it. They literally just put it on mm, Craigslist and yeah. somebody spotted it, and that's how it all came out, which I thought yeah. was hilarious. Um, this one caught my eye. You should be interested in this. DHS confirms it has detected evidence of mobile snooping devices around Washington, D.C. You heard about Mobile this? snooping devices? Yes. Like mobile. real bugs. Yes. Department of Homeland Security has confirmed that it has detected evidence of mobile snooping devices around Washington, D.C. The devices could be the work of foreign governments or entities. However, DHS hasn't determined their origin. At issue are what are known alternatively as stingrays, mm-hmm. IMSI catchers, or cell, cell site simulators. The devices essentially act as fake cell phone towers, and as mobile devices connect to them, the, device, the devices are able to snoop on the traffic that goes through. Responding to an inquiry from Democratic Senator Ron Wyden of Oregon, DHS top infrastructure and cybersecurity official Christopher Krebs confirmed that DHS has detected activity consistent with such devices. Law enforcement U.S. does not uh, U.S. does use such such techniques as well, though courts have been scrutinizing that. They haven't ruled against it. Yeah, they're scrutinizing it. I mean, it might be ours. Yeah, they DHS has observed anomalous activity in the national capital region that appears to be consistent with international mobile subscriber identity catchers. Okay. Yeah, uh, there scary. You go. I know. I'm not yeah, using my like cell phone anymore. But this is interesting. Uh, IKEA to use mushroom-based packaging that will decompose in the garden within weeks. Can I eat it? Well, at least it's you know. I, I know. Biodegradable. And this is good because the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, mm-hmm. okay, is now twice the size of Texas and it's getting worse. They say that there are 1.8 trillion, trillion mm-hmm. pieces of plastic and it weighs roughly 88,000 tons. Okay? A colossal hunk of floating trash found near the midpoint between California and Hawaii in the Pacific Ocean. In a new study published Thursday, the drifting island of waste has been found to have grown to more than, you ready for this? Mm -hmm. 600,000 square miles. Is it free? Can I go get it? It's the new, it's a new continent, Garbagia. That is the (laughs) new continent. Did you you write that down? I did. I put that in the posting. In addition, the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, like it has a title. That's mm-hmm. what it's called, okay? There are four other known trash collections adrift in the ocean. The Great Pacific Garbage Patch is the largest of the five, according to uh, the European Space uh, whatever. I can't remember what it's called. What is it? Uh, European Space Agency. The patches are in international waters, meaning no governments are held responsible for stepping in to clean up the islands of waste. The bulk of the effort has to be taken on by groups like, you know, these various, you know, charities. Right, Shepherds of the Sea. Shepherds of the <laughs> Sea. No, they're the people that go after yeah, the Yeah, they're all privately funded. What's so, wrong with, the, like, like a big recycling ship? 
and go out there. Well, and, that's the thing. Scientists in the European space we are working things. on technology to allow them to not only identify the accumulation of marine trash, but also use measurement to provide real data on the seriousness of the issue. We're not talking about actually spotting floating litter items, but instead to identify a distinct spectral signature of plastic picked up from orbit. That's how they have mm. to do it. Okay, And they're doing this so that they can try and figure out a way to start cleaning so, it up. So it floats, yes, because I'm a pragmatic person. Well, I'm, a, I'm a solutions kind of guy. Well, that's the thing, though. It, it does, but a lot of it is it floats, but I, there's I a layer and it goes underneath. I, I understand. What they're concerned okay. about is that over time, the big pieces are going to continuously break down to smaller and smaller pieces, sure. which will make it much harder to clean up and, of course, Will be it gets into the food chain. We got it. We got plastic chain. chunks in us. It's yeah, it's, plan- yeah. We're we're plastic. We're I lived plastic. In, when I was living out in Hawaii. There is a place on the Big Island mm-hmm. of Hawaii where trash collects. Like mm-hmm. it's just incredible. And twice a year, there's like a thing. Every you know they they do a you know all these people go down there and clean it up mm-hmm. every year. And it's remarkable for some reason the tide, the flow of the water brings it right there. I don't know yeah. why, but it does. Uh, right. No, it's got to go somewhere. It that's, does, but I mean, for some reason, it goes there. There's another place, there's another island somewhere off of Africa that that's happening as well. They were, I was reading about that, but this is serious stuff. Now, we're talking about a trash, you know, a, a, a trash. I say a recycling fleet where you have, have you seen that machine, that mechanism that the kid, some kid invented it to clean up the seas? Oh, yeah, for you know, oil. For, you, no, for oil, but you can use it for, for trash. It's got the collection mechanism and then two, like, like nets and guides that connect to two boats and it goes forward and it just funnels everything into the, the collection system. Right, so we have a collection way, system. So, way, like, so we recycle it. You know, we sell our garbage to China. China. I know. And then they, they make it into things and sell it back. One more reason to stop using oil. Plastic, plastic is won't made break out of down. plastic. Be there for millions of years. But we, need, we actually, but see, here's the thing: we actually, because we're running out of oil and we need to make things out of plastic, we really need to go get that plastic. That stuff we need to recycle that plastic. I mean, this is an actual resource right a, now. Not only that, it would save us a fortune in the long run. It has, it has a value. We're selling it to China. Go get it. Recycle it. I think it, the real shame is that because you know it's international waters. Nobody's taking. That means it's free. Go get it. Yeah, nobody's taking responsibility for it. Nobody, and I, you know, we're all responsible for putting it there, but nobody wants to take the responsibility. You know, that's what we need. We need like a a global super fund type thing. We need a rich person to see the value of it. Yeah, well, they're they're out there. Elon Musk. Hey, how about the value of keeping our planet livable? I don't know. I don't know what planet you live on, but. Did you um see the uh, video that got put together? You know, Sinclair Broadcast Systems, they, mm. they did this thing. And it was we've been like, talking about Sinclair since before it was fashionable because radio. Oh, radio yeah. People, I mean, yeah. well, we made, oh, I was talking about this several mm. months ago when they were trying to, you know, buy more stations. The Tribune Broadcasting yep. Group, they bought I'll that. So the uh, Sinclair chairman claims entire print media has no credibility. He's the Sinclairman. He's the Sinclairman. Well, Netanyahu, at the same time, dubs all major Israeli media outlets fake news. Of course. Of course. Unbelievable. Asshole. Yeah. So I thought that video was very, very 
Interesting. Fox News reporting on Trump saying people are coming to take advantage of DACA, which, you know, this is one of those That's things. Right. If you watch Fox, take I watch Fox News all job. the time. I can't. I cannot. I, I, I watch can't. it all the time. And it literally is. It's like an alternative universe. You watch the Fox and Friends? Oh, God. As a, it's like Teletubbies. Man. Oh, just... it's, it's horrid. And, you know, the, the funny thing is that there are shows like um, the, the Five, which is on at 5 o'clock, mm. and also um, Outnumbered, which is on at noon, I guess. But Fox and Friends in the morning on the weekends is even more off the, you know, off the deep end than the regular Monday through Friday version of it. Better you than me. Well, the thing is about DACA, he comes out, he says they're coming to take advantage of DACA. Well, obviously they're not because in order to be able to be eligible for that, you have to wait, wait, And they don't, they, wait, that's not report. What do you, what, they don't care. No, they, listen, these are people, again, what I've been saying for a long time, they're not stupid, they're not crazy, they're liars. Yes. They know this isn't true. Yes. Fuck it, they're going to repeat it anyway. They're going to repeat it anyway. They know it isn't true. I'm not talking about the people on Fox. I'm talking about the assholes watching and listening. They know it. They don't believe it. They don't believe it. They They don't don't. care. Not even a little bit. They know it's a fucking lie. They know it's a fucking lie, and they're going to repeat it anyway. All right? They're not stupid. They're not crazy. They're assholes, and they're liars. Yes. That's it. That's my charge. Right. Well, the people, the people, have, the people, quote unquote, believing it. I don't believe you that you believe it. Calling you a liar. Anybody who is still they don't a a supporter of Trump is right off the bat. But one thing, yeah. a hypocrite, because yeah. there's no way anybody who supports Trump would put up with what he's doing if it was being done by any Democrat. Forget Hillary Clinton. Oh, are any you kidding? Democrat, any Democrat. Emails, would be he's still using his personal phone. He's still... All of them have private email servers. It was never about the emails. Yeah, I forget about that. I mean, he's just yeah, you know, draining the swamp. He's literally refilling it. He's the swamp monster, man. He's the swamp all thing. People get he's all tentacles. So remember on the last show, I was talking about the... Uh, the affluenza douchebag getting out of jail? Yes. Okay. He did. He finally got out of jail. Damn. And I saw a video um, talking about what happened um, at the exact same time, basically, that he was getting out of jail in the same county in Texas um, to this black chick. Uh, Tarrant County woman sentenced to five years in prison for illegally voting in 2016. Now, okay. Chick, okay. It's the same county, and it happened. All of this happened in the last two weeks. This affluenza kid got out, okay, and she was arrested. Now, it, her name is Crystal Mason, and she had been convicted of fraud. I guess she had inflated tax returns of some sort for clients or people or whatever, okay? She got busted, and she did three years in federal prison for it, okay? She was free on supervised release, and. She voted in the 2016 election, and she didn't know that her rights hadn't been reinstated, so she wasn't allowed to vote. Okay. And she was caught, arrested, indicted. She then decided to waive her right to a jury trial and chose to have the state district judge Ruben Gonzalez assess her sentence. Okay? You know what Gonzalez did? No. Gave her five years. Wow. For voting. Wow. Yeah. Affluenza kid, okay, he kills four people mm-hmm. in a drunk driving thing. 
put on probation, violates probation, flees the country, has to be extradited back here, okay, and is released after two years. Okay, she commits two nonviolent crimes, one of which is voting. Okay, well that'll she, learn her. Yeah, well, she was saying, you know, I didn't know. She she like and and the district attorney was like, you know, I find that hard to believe. You know, remember you violated federal law before and did so willingly. She's like, why would I do it again and risk going back to prison just to vote? Right. Okay. Gave her five years anyway. Now it's it's under appeal. My question is this: I wonder who she voted for. And if that played a part in any of this, you got to, you know, I wonder, had she voted? Do do they know? uh, I, you know, well, I'm going to assume she's black and lives in Texas. So I'm going to assume she voted not for Trump. You got to wonder. Well, she's black, but, you you know, you don't have to live in Texas. Yeah, I agree. There's black anywhere. On the subject of... uh, on the subject of uh, Texas, okay, embattled Texas Republican representative Blake Farenhold resigns. Now, this is a classic thing, okay? He's resigning from the House of Representatives uh, effective Friday. Now, this is a few months after news broke that he used taxpayer money to pay a settlement to a former aide who had accused him of sexual harassment and other improper conduct. After his announcement, the National Republican Congressional Committee, which works to elect GOP candidates in the House, requested he pay back the money that was used for the settlement, okay, which I believe is uh, $84,000. Wow. Okay. Right. Friday night, a spokeswoman, uh, a spokeswoman for House Speaker Paul Ryan said Farnold had committed to paying it back, okay. Within minutes of his resignation, Farnold appeared to have deleted his official Twitter account. He said... While I planned on serving out the remainder of my term in Congress, I know in my heart it's time for me to move along and look for new ways to serve. Okay? Okay. Leaving my service in the House, I'm able to look back at the entirety of my career in public office and say that it was well worthwhile. Wonderful. Yeah. The House Ethics Committee announced late last year it would investigate Farrenhold for allegations of sexual harassment from his former aide who received the $84,000 settlement after she sued Farenthold in December 2014 for gender discrimination, sexual harassment, and a hostile work environment. Farenthold denied some of the allegations against him, but apologized for using inappropriate language and his role in creating a hostile work, workplace. He had vowed to repay the taxpayer money used for the settlement in December, but as of last month, had not yet paid back the money. He announced in December that he would not be seeking re-election. <laughs> you know, I don't... People like that... First of all, how is it possible that it's legal for an elected official who is paid by the citizenry to use their money to pay off a lawsuit against him? Shut how is up. that legally possible? Shut up. That's how... I know. They're doing this all the time. This is it's horrible. They're trying. It's, I, they're now literally trying to pass a law that says you can't do that anymore. Like seriously, I did, I can't believe it was allowed this, in the first this, place. Yeah, right. On the uh, subject of uh, Republican douchebag hypocrites, Joe Arpaio, mm-hmm. okay, out in Arizona, one of my my all time favorites. I know. Favorites. I know. You're a member you, of the fan club. Oh yeah, absolutely. Got the poster. 
He says he'll start talking about Obama's birth certificate again once he's a senator. He literally said that. And Great. Only, yeah, but he's being sued by the son of the current senator for libel mm-hmm. for what uh, Arpaio said against him. This guy, Joe Arpaio, if he wins, okay, mm-hmm. I, I swear to God, this is – that'll be a hoot nanny. That mm-hmm. will literally be one of the funniest things ever. Okay, that, yeah, to watch this guy oh my God. In the, on, the, on the floor of the Senate. I can't wait to see, like, if he's elected, his first speech, you know, on the on the floor of the U.S. Right, Senate. Tell me how it goes. Oh, my God. I know you're a big fan. It's I. Uh, you know what? I'm going to write that down right now when we go into the next set. Okay, mm. I'm going to write his first speech. Speech. Okay. Right now. Oh, I am going to you write. Post it. that on your blog so I don't have to read it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I I absolutely will do that right after I get a blog. Right. I promise. You really I think do... you should get a website and a blog. And a blog. Hey, you know what? Still lots more stuff to talk about, and you and I are going to go at it for a little while about guns again. Again with the guns. We're okay. going to, yeah. All right. That's right. That's right. We're going right. to go at it again about the guns, but. For the moment, we're going to keep it going with Smokehouse on the Groovathon. SoFloRadio.com.
sweat the technique.
egg shit head. When's the last time you picked your feet? Huh? Dude, what's he talking about? I've got a man in Poughkeepsie who wants to talk to you. You ever been in Poughkeepsie? Huh? Have you ever been in Poughkeepsie? Hey, man. Come on, give me a break. Hey, 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 I don't know what you're talking about. Let me hear you say it. Come on. Have you ever been in Poughkeepsie? You've been in Poughkeepsie, haven't you? I want to hear it! Come on! Yes, yes, I've... You've been there, right? Yeah. You sat on the edge of the bed, didn't you? You took off your shoes, put your finger between your toes and picked your feet, didn't you? Now say it! Yes! All right. You put a shit on my partner. You know what that means? God damn it! All winter long, I gotta listen to him gripe about his bowling scores. Now, I'm gonna bust your ass for those three bags, and I'm gonna nail you for picking your feet for Pepsi.
lots of your eyes. Man, Carl Dentz's Tiny Universe, Hang Me Out to Dry from New Ammo, came out in 2014. Of course, that was uh, originally uh, tracked by the Cold War kids from a few years ago. Before that, Pat Hunt, super cool. So 45, she uh, came out with the 1968. Before that, yeah, we love it. French Connection. Picking your feet, Poughkeepsie. The kids will never know. They won't. They'll they never appreciate that. I mean, a few. There's hope for the future. You gotta like watch the Godfather that, yeah. and something. It's one of the great movies. I, I told you I was watching uh, the Seven Ups the other night. One of the great car chase scenes in that. You mm-hmm. know, the Shiders. That was a Shider, the movie that Shider did after that. The French Connection Two was with uh, what's his name from you know Married with Kids played Popeye. Ed O'Neill. Yeah, Ed O'Neill. He played. I met him. I have pictures. Really? Yes. Radio, I like it. Radio he's, things. He's a great guy. Yeah, he, he look. He looks like he'd be, you know, a gentleman in real life. There was a point in time where that was like the longest running sitcom on TV, right next to I Love Lucy. Yeah, get your mouth back in front of the microphone. My mouth there, is there back you in front of the microphone. There you go. I was like, I was like, you shipped my partner. You know what that means? Yeah. I'm gonna have to listen to him gripe about his bowling scores all winter long. <laughs> Before that, the police. Death Wish from Regatta de Blanc came out in 79. For that, yeah, Don't Sweat the Technique, a uh, different remix. That's the Bijou remix. I broke that out from my B-Boy Breakbeat collection. Kicking off the set, Smokehouse. Nice uh, Swamp Florida band. That's Low Down Rider from Cadillac and the Swamp came out in 1990. I thought it was a restaurant. Huh? Isn't that a restaurant? There is. There's a you know Smokehouse, but this is the Got band. a great They've deal on Halfrax. They're good. They actually play around. They uh, They come down here from time to time and... They've got, you know, a bunch of older guys that, you know, just, they kick some ass, man. You know, Good. Straight up blues, none of the uh, none of the bullshit. So, there was a bunch of stuff. Uh, you know, I can't help but continue to talk about guns because what, what I started spotting was, well, originally what got me on this, there is a, uh, I guess there's a Facebook site called Happy Hayride. I, you know, I stumbled across it. Somebody had posted something. From this site, and mm-hmm. I noticed, and so I went to the site, and basically, it is just a series of memes, okay, that are all, you know, pro-Trump, they support everything he does, you know, we need to, why do we need to put uh, National Guard at the mm-hmm. border? Because, you know, that's Bean- an invasion by another name. Yeah. You know, so, but it was meme after meme after meme condemning uh the Parkland students. Sure. Okay. David Hogg in particular. But there's also like a whole bunch of stuff that they had posted. And one of them was uh, from, uh, let me see, who was it from? It was from, uh, from Trump where he wrote, I am right about Amazon costing the United States Post Office massive amounts of money for being their delivery boy. He, he put delivery boy in capitals like mm-hmm. it was a proper noun. Mm-hmm. That's the name. That's the boy is the surname. Amazon should pay these costs plus and not have them born, B-O-U-R-N-E. Mm-hmm. Like the movie. Like the <laughs> yeah, like the in, movie. Yeah. Born by the American taxpayer. Again, American capitalized, taxpayer capitalized. Many billions of dollars. PO leaders don't have a clue. Or do they? Dun, uh-huh. dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Which obviously is fucking stupid as all get out. And the reason it's stupid is because the Postal Service is not losing money. Because if I actually... Because of Amazon, it's actually making money from them. Uh, it's losing money because in 2006, the Republican-led Congress passed a law forcing it to prepay its pension for 75 years, which no other corporation does. And the reason that 
the Republican Congress did this is they were trying to bankrupt it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so its business could be privatized for profit. Okay, if they hadn't have done that, the post office would be turning a profit. If they okay. hadn't have done that. It's a, and this is one of those things that Trump did specifically because mm-hmm. Amazon is owned by Jeff, Jeff Bezos. Bezos. Yeah. yeah. And, the, you know, the, the, Washington, the Washington Post. Post. How pet? What a petty, stupid motherfucker. What, duh. I mean, <laughs> unbelievable. So on this site, though, were meme after meme decrying David Hogg. And there were a bunch of things that I spotted. Florida students walk out in support of Second Amendment. Quote, my rights don't end where your feelings begin. Dozens of students from Rockledge High School in Brevard County, Florida, walked out of class on Friday in support of the Second Amendment and their right to own guns. Okay, first of all, they're teenagers, so they may have a right to own guns, but they don't have a right to buy them. <laughs> you know? I, I don't know if you're right there. They have a right. I don't know. You know. I I owned guns when I was a teenager. Yeah, but you were in Montana. And yeah, I know. That's a whole <laughs> world apart, isn't it? Uh, the other one was, let me see, we got this one, uh, March for our gun, March for our guns rally planned by Virginia teenager, because not every youth wants gun control. Uh, Aiden Jackson, a member of the Virginia Beach Young Republicans, plans to hold a pro-gun rally on April 21st at Mount Trashmore in Virginia (laughs) Beach. I know. We have several of those. I, we should don't scoff. Yeah, he's hoping to put across a different viewpoint than the one that has been espoused by other teenagers. When I saw the march for our lives, I saw a lot of people for gun control. Not every youth believes that gun control is not the answer. The fifteen-year-old told NBC, although he did not comment on how many people he expected to show up for his rally. I thought that was that was pretty funny. Carrying a sign that said "Gun control is not the answer," Jackson's message was at odds. With the majority. Someone came up out of the blue, looked at me, read my sign, and ripped my sign. The entire school applauded, he said. He's, you know, he's pissed off about that. The NRA started attacking these kids. Mm-hmm. David Hogg and mm-hmm. uh, who's, I can't remember the name of the other girl. Uh, Gonzalez. Gemma. Yeah. They were, they were going at it. They, they've literally put up meme after meme after meme after meme. I've never seen anything quite like what's been going on. And one of a, a friend of mine uh, posted some stuff. But what I thought was interesting was that David Hogg, you know, he started this, uh, you know, uh, thing about uh, advertisers pulling their their ads from Laura Ingram. Mm-hmm. From Laura Ingram show, and they did because mm-hmm. she made some comment that was, you know, you shouldn't be decrying kids for getting involved, no matter which side of the issue they're on. I mean, at least they're involved, all right. But it occurred to me that this is what happens when, as Amarillo Slim said, sometimes the lamb slaughters the butcher. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, the lamb slaughters the butcher. And a few weeks ago, I posted on Facebook. I wrote, "Dear law-abiding, gun-adoring, Second Amendment misconstruing." Constitution buffeting, progress stifling, arms manufacturers chilling, history reinterpreting, rootin' tootin' and love to go shootin' ne'er-do-well libertarian patriots. Please do the rest of us a favor and stifle your lemming-like urge to reshare the repostings of retweeted 
troll-originating, fact-lacking, drunk-driving, highway-texting, choice-opposing, knife-wielding, bomb-planting, armed-intruder-resistering, slippery-slope-descending, youth-denigrating, tide-pod-swallowing, conspiracy-theorizing, fear-driven, hypocrisy-laden, solipsism-drenched memeathons of self-excusatory bullshit analogies related to gun violence in America. Or at least please try and spell check them before you post them. Sincerely, the majority of us. Now, I was talking on the last show about uh, that kid, uh, Kyle Kashov, who had done the video mm-hmm. saying, you know, he's, he's one of these kids that's, you know, pro-gun. And the other guy, the father of one of the victims was on there and he was talking about how, you know, we don't have these problems at uh, government buildings or at airports. We should have the same kind of security at schools mm-hmm. that we have there. And a friend of mine um, responded to my post and basically, you know, was against it mm-hmm. on and on. And she posted the video that I had been referring to last week, okay, and said, here you go. She, didn't, she doesn't listen to the show, so, mm-hmm. you know. And this is a friend of mine from a while ago. She's a good girl. She's now... You know, married, she's up in the Carolinas, got kids. And she had responded to my post on my page. Mm-hmm. But on her page, she posted the video, but she also tagged me. Said, you know, here you go, blah, blah, blah. And I had called her comment on my page. I said, you know, I'm calling bullshit on your mm-hmm. calling bullshit. She said, you know, this is bullshit. You know, it's only there because it involves teenagers, you know, not everybody agrees with you, you know, the rest, you know, since I wrote, I, I said sincerely, the rest of us or the majority of us. Mm-hmm. She's like, you know, it's not the majority, blah, blah, blah. And she tagged me in. And I I stepped back for a second and remembered my commitment to state it with civility, not debate it with rancor. And I realized that, you, that right. You mentioned, and, and I had done that on my page. You were so rancorous. I was a little bit, you know, but she you were rancorous over there on my page, right? You know. So on her page, I wrote first. Let me apologize for calling bullshit on your response to my post. It's not bullshit. It just different differs from my point of view. Sorry about that. This is an issue that spurs serious emotions, and I, along with many others, should remember to state it with civility instead of debating it with rancor. This particular video clip is one that I've seen already. Oh, she was saying, you know, what what video? This was the video clip from NRA TV with the father of one of the victims, and then this kid from Parkland, Kyle Kashov, <coughs> basically taking the opposing view of David mm. Hogg and oh, okay, All right. and Emma yeah. is Emma Gonzalez. Yeah, I think something, I'm something like find that. Out. Okay, taking the opposing point of view of that. Okay, and she was saying, you know. This was a great thing. You don't hear how come these people aren't being given a chance. You know, why weren't they given a chance to speak for their own thing? Their, their message isn't getting out. And I said, you know, I posted this, so that's evidence that their message yes. is getting out there. Yes, em- Emma. Emma. I said, I'm not sure if your problem with the March for Our Lives movement, and specifically the kids from Parkland um, that have catalyzing it along with CNN at all for hyping it, is that they're not offering an equal amount of time to folks like Kyle Kashov and Andrew Pollack, or that you think this emotional knee-jerk reaction 
is a backhanded political attempt to repeal the Second Amendment. Either way, I would have to disagree with your contention. I don't know if Kyle had requested to be allowed to speak at any of the marches. Okay, though I suspect if he had spoken, it might not have gone well for him. And if and if he was if he did request it and had been denied the opportunity to do so, I disagree with the organizers. You can't have an open and honest debate that seeks only to hear one side of it. Still, the entire premise of the march was about enacting meaningful gun legislation that accounts for modern day realities. And that seems to be something that Kyle thinks isn't necessary as opposed to strengthening our schools, which is what he said. I said, allowing him to speak is would be the equivalent of allowing Bernie Sanders to speak at CPAC. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same kind of thing. You want? I said, you want metal detectors at every public school? How about requiring see-through backpacks? Should every school have a psychologist on staff and require that every student meet with them at least once a month? Okay, these are all things that I think should be considered. They should be discussed. Do you think that certain teachers should be armed? Now, this is something I think we should take a long, hard look at before we think about leaping into it. Who decides which teachers should be armed? And should those teachers actually be sidearmed while teaching? Okay. Or should the tea, or should the gun be in a drawer or a locked gun vault? Should the teacher be allowed to have a gun of their choosing, such as an AR-15? Or would they be limited to a handgun? And perhaps more importantly, whose opinion should we be holding in the highest regard when it comes to the safety of students? The children? The parents? The teachers? The politicians? The pundits? Again, these are all important issues that should be openly discussed instead of demanded or dismissed right off the bat. As for the voices of doom forecasting that any proposed legislation which seeks to in any way hinder any person from obtaining a firearm, that it will just be the first step towards the complete dismantling of the Second Amendment and by extension the Bill of Rights, I am going to have to call bullshit on that. Okay? Honestly, considering how many guns are already in the hands and homes and pickup truck racks of Americans, anyone who goes to the slippery slope pseudo-constitutional argument is full of crap and simply shilling for arms manufacturing. Closing the gun show loophole isn't the first tumble down the hill of an individual's right to bear arms. It's simply a protective measure designed to ensure that the good men who have always been allowed to own guns still can while trying to make it harder for bad men to get them at all. Don't like inner-city gang violence? Me neither. How about Mexican drug cartel violence or Crazy Joe from down the block going postal violence? I'm with you there, too. So how is it these people get guns? It's through straw purchasing. I, I said, you know, if we could, basically what we need to do is make every gun that's sold be easily traceable back to its original buyer and then arrest and imprison those who sold guns to people who aren't legally allowed to own them. And if we were really serious about this, we'd make it so that if a gun is illegally sold to someone who uses it to murder someone else, We'd also be allowed to charge the straw purchaser with second-degree murder as an accomplice to the underlying crime. Do that, and soon enough, the risk of imprisonment from straw purchasing will be deemed by many as greater than the reward of its riches. Will this solve the problem overnight? No. Will it have a positive effect over time? Absolutely. And please, I beg of you, don't try and counter the logic of this solution by claiming This is just a way for government to put together a list of gun owners so that Uncle Sam can one day come and take their guns away because that's just ridiculous.
It is. There's too many guns out there. I said, those who castigate Emma Gonzalez and David Hogg are mere opportunistic pawns seeking to uh, – and those who castigate them as mere opportunistic pawns seeking to further the liberal agenda of their powerful behind-the-curtain masters are hypocrites. You can't claim to want an open and honest discussion on an issue and then state your position within the context of condemning the opposition for not letting you state your position. The condemnation of the opposing point of view is stating your position and therefore it has not been silenced. I think in this case, you believe that your point of view isn't being given equal time and credence in the mass media. True. But after years of our government kowtowing to the demands of the NRA's true rulers, who are arms manufacturers, despite the majority of its membership supporting an end-to-the-gun-show loophole, perhaps it's the right time to take a look at what our nation can do to try and stem the scourge of mass shootings vis-a-vis how easy it is for practically anyone to get and misuse a weapon designed for war. You may not agree with Emma and David, and I may not agree with Kyle, but in an age when most kids feign involvement in our nation's future, any high school student who's willing to put down their iPhone and step up to the plate should be commended, not ridiculed. I began this comment by apologizing to you when I meant it. I don't have kids of my own, and you do. So I can't begin to fathom the kind of horror that creeps through your mind every time you have to watch something like Parkland in real time, over and over, all the while hoping it never happens in your children's school, or for that matter, anywhere ever again. Wishing you a happy and peaceful Easter to you and your family, Tony. Now, I point this out because after I posted that, she did not come back with a retort. She did not come back, you know... Uh, nuts to you. Yeah. She basically was like, you know, thank you to you and your family, too. And then she thanked me for this. I got her a shirt many, many years ago as a gift. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said, uh, more cowbell. I had a picture of Christopher walking on. It was a joke we were going on. Mm-hmm. But she and somebody else, uh, I think her sister, both liked the comments. They gave me a thumbs up. And it occurred to me that this, in this particular instance, maybe... A teeny, teeny little bit, the message might have gotten through that there has to be something done. And the one thing that is consistent with all these things is guns. Okay? Nobody is going in and knifing 15 students. Mm. You talked about the bomb that the killed gun, more the students. The Bath School Massacre. Yeah, in upstate still, New York, still right? number one, right. Okay. That took a lot of, you know, he had to make, he had to construct the bomb. Tim McVeigh used motor oil and fertilizer. Right. I'm just, you know, I'm channeling over here for your purposes. I know. Because do, do, your, do your best. Well, but that's the thing. I just, my People thing. People like McVeigh and this bad, the guy that did the yeah. bomb in the bad school, you know, in upstate New York, they had to construct the bomb. They had to learn how to construct the bomb. Yeah. And they had to construct the yeah. bomb. Then they had to place the bomb. Right. It wasn't. It wasn't some lunatic. You can't spur the moment. Make it right. Do it like that. And that's my problem. Well, this guns. guy. This guy had an arsenal that he had built up. Yes. You can't spur the moment. He already had it. All right. So that's right. 
with with guys like the the argument that you're like, trying to make is that is that it makes it easy and it and that, does. and that's a fact yes. but you're not going to it's like my point is you're not I don't I don't know who you're planning on convincing the people who feel the one way are are already convinced the people who feel the other way are not going to be convinced see I think okay I so, think that in this instance I didn't convince her I at least got her to no not her consider, but consider consider where with, I was coming from without immediately going to the I, I'm you're wrong, I'm with, the, with the discussion in general whether it's on Facebook or on the show uh, I don't think the discussion is worth having anymore I think the 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 what to do about it now and uh, and just and just go and vote and do it. I think everybody's already as convinced as they're going to be. I will point out some things. This isn't a well, con- kids con- are different though. I think that, that's, I that's the whole thing about. The I, I would like it. to. Well, there. That's it. The kids are going out there and trying to convince other kids to vote a certain way. And this is the new crop of voters. So yes, wonderful. Hey, and you, that's, I got hey, no you problem kids, with that. People are you know who, keep on going. As opposed to what? In the meantime, Russian trolls trying to convince us to vote a certain way. In the meantime, the people that are pro-gun, bear in mind that that they're outnumbered two to one, and maybe we should all agree with them and get guns because remember we outnumber them two to one, and so well that was one. And, of they were, and also, you want to and also, the NRA. And also Just have five million people also, join the NRA and then take a vote. Also, they want a silver war. The people who are outnumbered two to one. The people who lost the silver war and because of the same people, you understand. Oh, yeah. We're still talking it's about not the Confederate war. This is the war of Northern the, aggression. The, we're talking about the same people. These these people that you're talking about, the people that post the memes on that site yeah. and everything. These are the the Nazi apologists, or if not Nazis themselves, which we don't make the distinction. We don't. All right. All right? Yeah. Uh, these, are the, these are the Klansmen and everything. These were the the people who fought and lost the Civil War once upon a time. They're still when, talking about how you know when, it was the Democratic right. Party that was when the, the sides and fought, when the sides were more even. They fought and they started and lost the Civil War when the sides were more, much more even than they are now, and they want to fight another civil war again. This is what they want. I'm just pointing that out. I just, I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm just pointing I that just, out. I think you're going to need a gun to fight the civil war yourself, that they hippie. that they want. Yeah, because. Because here's a great way to get rid of the guns in our society. You fight the civil war. You shoot the people that are that are getting in the way, and uh, and then there you go. Because by the way, we're not going to start it. These people keep trying. That's Dylan Root was trying to start it. That's exactly what he yeah. when he shot. I'm going to start a race war. Right, this is that, the, these the people the are trying Carolina, to reignite right? every. Yeah. It's always some right wing lunatic, and they're always trying to reignite the civil war. I, I, you know, but you're not. I, the thing is, is that I'm. You're not I just get have rid the teeniest bit of hope. The teeniest bit of hope. I mean, okay, you know, look, I'm from New York, and I'm old enough now that my skepticism is earned. I, you know, I deserve to be a skeptic. But with the kids, the the fact that it's a younger generation, mm-hmm. I think <clears throat> because that was what somebody said. You know, how come? There wasn't anything like this after Newtown, my friend said, because they were just kids. They didn't have the ability to do what teenagers can do with social media and, and speak, you know, speak on this issue. You're talking about six-year-olds, not 16-year-olds. That's why there's a difference. Right. And I just think that this might, 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 okay, be an instance where – this generation, you know, 
they, they turn their anger into action long enough to get to a voting booth so that they're not condemned to their forefather's shame of having to rely on their children to accomplish something that they could have and should have accomplished a generation ago. I okay. think this generation may be the first one to take a look at what their parents' generation did and say, we're not going to sit back and take it like they did. And I think one of the main reasons for that is because their parents' generation didn't have the tools at their fingertips that today's kids have, that the newer generation has. They have the ability to be able to get a message out instantaneously, globally, and they're making a stab at it. I mean, you think about, you know, the SDS in 68 getting a million college students to, you know, to to skip class, mm-hmm. you know, in, in protest of the Vietnam War. They did that without Twitter. But now, these, you know, these kids are basically trying to, you know, are doing that. And I think it's the first ray of hope that I've seen on this issue is that these kids seem serious about it. And all of the people out there, the NRAs, the Laura Ingrams, the, the Sean Hannity's, the pro-gun people that the memes about David Hogg and, and the bullshit um, that's out mm-hmm. there that they have, they have posted are reprehensible. Truly reprehensible. They have him with like a not them with Nazi garb, and they like get a particular shot mm-hmm. of him, you know, with his hand up in the air, so it looks like he's giving a Nazi mm-hmm. salute. Mm-hmm. These, you know, how come the media is now listening to him? He doesn't have a job. He hasn't graduated high school, Baba, but he's got the media in the palm of his hands. I don't know why you do it. You know, I, I do. You also go to clan rallies because I kind of know what the no. I got the Cliff's notes of what you know. Yeah, they, they don't like. They don't like. But I don't care. I don't care what they think. I don't care what they say. I don't care what you know. Well, that's the thing. And this, I, the, I, you have this to has nothing to do. It's having an effect with these kids. The things that they're posting. This is you know. You go to that same group. Those same people, and they have they have something villainizing. Or, oh you yeah, know, they're villain. The pro choice people. Sure. And anybody, absolutely. You know. Absolutely. And I, I, you know, I'm not a fan of that either. If you're going to vilify somebody, okay, it has to be vilify. factually based. Yeah. Anything other than pure facts. These are hate groups. Yeah, anything other than pure facts is hypocrisy and should be discounted immediately. But these kids, mm-hmm. okay, when it comes to guns, just guns, they're basically... Sticking to the, you know, but that's that's not the NRA isn't just guns. The gun that's their gimmick. Remember, well, that's- it's arms manufacturers. But I think these kids see past the NRA. I think they see that the NRA is chilling for Ruger and Smith and Wesson, and that this is all about business. It's all like, this isn't a a gun issue. It's a money issue. It's about money, and I think this generation, these kids, it's the first time I've had hope on this issue. And All right, good. my friend's reaction kind of gave me just a tad more because she didn't immediately come back, which is what, you know, I expect from, you know, these people to come back and say, fuck you, you're wrong. Here's why you're wrong. You're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. Fuck you. And she didn't do that. So state it with civility. Mm-hmm. Don't debate it with rancor. All right. I'm giving it an attempt. I'm trying. Okay. I swear to God, right. I am. I think you're wasting your time. You think I'm wasting my time? You I know don't. what, though? Wouldn't it be nice if I wasn't? Yeah, I know a song. Let's play that. 
Life Beach, and Beach Death Boys. in the GA by Abaco yeah. Dream. We keep the groove growing on SoFloRadio.com. Lots of vowels. 
volume. You hear static? Well, you should find you knob. The tune me and better. Cause I said G and I would never let up. Whack him CG off with style. Touch my mic, rip and smile like a duck. You know you all soft punk. Live and paint your material sucks. Louder and worse than you can imagine. You best run, cause I'ma put a badge in your brain. So you can see the real time. Grab a pen and write down my rhyme. And learn it and learn it and learn it until it sinks. Inside your skull and you're no longer pink but red. Cause now you are a biter. Learning from me, so I guess that is a writer. Except if you try to be the original. Rhyme Imperial, the exceptional G. Sometimes I rhyme off beat, awkward, but different with the rhythm. Back and forth, one, two, and then I give them a chance to see the world's greatest and see. Just watch me. Word up, you gotta watch me now. A mango, something I snack on, a soft duck, something I smack on every day when I come outside. You step back, stay inside your house while you look out the window. Your girl screams, where cool keep go? Walking while punks keep talking. Annoying me, MCs hawking on the stage anytime. I'm cold chilling or wearing a rhyme to keep warm with the beat that's playing. You hear me now? You know what I'm saying to you, you and you. Your whole organization and crew just watch as I enter your mind. Decorate and paint my sign. I'm hazardous, so scatter this around. I'm cool, keep knocking MCs down. Just watch me and him. Ripping with madness. I have to have this. Chance to rock again so you can hear this. Over and over and over until I'm finished. Hey, but I'm not. So here's a rhythm. A rap beat, step beat, keep feet happy. As we gradually, slowly, we'll teach all how to rap. I will attract. All the deaf girls smack the up in my back and sit as I chill. I'm drinking more Expensive champagne costs that you a poet. Rapping and teaching, reaching levels higher. Don't want to be king, so don't call me sire. But instead, a scientist with a breakthrough. My rap is funky. It can't relate to you, him, her, your little brother, his older sister, your baby's mother, cousins, aunt, your whole family. In other words, said G, I'm absolutely the best producer. I make you rap music. I know how to use it. You just watch me. Yo, we are love, we are watching
Nobody been under that car since it came from the factory. That thing is clean. I don't buy that, Irv. The stuff is in that car. Well, you find it. I can't. What was the weight of the car when you got it, Irv? 4,795 pounds. Sure? That's what it was, 4,795 pounds when it came into the shop. Owner's manual says 4,675. It's 120 pounds overweight. And when it was booked into Marseille, it was 4,795. That's still 120 pounds overweight. Jimmy's got to be right. Listen, I ripped everything out of there except the rocker panels. Come on, Irv, what the hell is that?
There you go. A little sweep way there. We're almost missing our cues these days. We I was just grooving on it. <laughs> You're just grooving on that stuff? Yeah, baby. We love that sweet fox on the run from Desolation Boulevard, 1974. I actually saw them do this when I was living over in Ireland. I saw them on top of the pops. They were on all the time with that. And love is like I, oxygen. I like them a lot. Ballroom Very bliss. underrated band. For that, here's a cool band for you. The Heavy Minds. track is called Rivers. It's from Treasure Coast. came out in 2015. That is a trio from, are you ready for this? Upper right. Austria. As opposed to, this is a band by the same name from Lower Austria. For that, yeah, the French Connection, everything but the rocker panels, baby. What the hell is that? (laughs) (laughs) Everything but the rocker panels. For that, one of my favorites, Sir Joe Quarterman, I got so much trouble on my mind from 1973. He's out of D.C. I played some other stuff by him. He's one of the original go-go guys, along with Slim, etc., etc. For that, Ultramagnetic MCs, watch me now from Critical Beatdown 1988 guys uh from the bronx those guys were actually originally break dancers and uh they're credited with you know influencing public enemy and uh the uh leader of that band a guy who does uh royal lyrics and was a rapper said g he actually worked with uh, eric b and rakim on paid in full so credit where credit is doing kicking off the set abaco dreams life and death in ga it's a 45 came out in 1969 this actually is interesting it was a song written by Sly Stone. Okay. Uh, the band itself from New York, they only came out with four songs uh, in their career. And there's some rumors floating around that this was actually Sly and the Family Stone recording the song. That, you know, it sounds too much like it, but it's credited to the band Abaco Dream. So there you go. A little uh, research done there. Yeah, time for me to take care of the people who take care of me. You know what I'm talking about. Precision Auto Works. A Pompano Beach, Florida, 954-247-9362. Bumper to bumper. Any make, any model, Dave and the entire ASE certified crew are 100% Groovathon approved. I am uh, looking forward to going uh, this Friday, Friday the 13th. He's doing his cruising. He does a, a monthly cruising, after which I predict the, over, the uh, average overall temperature for the planet will have increased by 0.2 degrees because of the burnout competition he does uh, every, you know, during during every cruise and once a month. I, I shot videos of this. The smoke that comes out of this thing, it's just ridiculous. Also, the uh, I'm looking for Barrett Jackson at Palm Beaches this week. So I've uh, already got some plastic sheeting to put over the carpeting to protect myself from the drool as I watch uh, the Friday night uh, Friday night session on Speed Channel. You can go... To the SoFloRadio.com homepage. Click on the box on the top row that is marked Tony C's SoFlow Groovathon. That's going to take you to the Groovathon page where every show we have ever done in our three years right. <laughs> is available to be listened to or downloaded for free because you can't put a price on Groove, baby. And above the download, Link for each show is a list of songs played on that show. So you're going to be able to see every song that's ever been played. At the top of the list, you're going to see a description of the show. A link for Precision Auto Works takes you right to their page. Tells you everything you need to know. Very easy to get to. They're right off of I-95. You go west on Atlantic to the first light. Make the left at Andrews. Then take a right at the first light to come to, which is 3rd Street. Two blocks up on the left. There it is. Mention the Groovathon, there is a discount. You're not going to need it, 
but it can't hurt to get it. 954-247-9362, Precision Auto Works, Pompano Beach, Florida. It's absolutely the place where people who love their cars what take their cars. A little hang time there, a little hang time. <clears throat> you know what that means? Yeah, it's time for the drive group. On the last show, I was mentioning, um, you know, because uh, a ways back I went to my dream concert. I went and saw the Dixie Dregs reunion show. Mm-hmm. And a couple of weeks after that, uh, the guitarist for Dixie Drake, Steve Morse, when they were in Washington, D.C., somebody had stolen his custom-made uh, – it's an electric acoustic. It's, you know, one of these custom-made guitars, and it was stolen there. Well, it was returned. Okay. They uh, put the word out, oh, you know, and apparently it's it's the kind of – you know, it's you can't sell something like that on the open market because it's, a uni- it's one of a kind. So anybody who would buy that would know. So apparently it was given back – but this is now reaching epidemic proportions because uh, E Street band rocker Nils, Lif- La- Nils Lofgren's yes. prized guitars snatched by Bandit in Texas. Somebody stole this guy's guitars like a couple of weeks ago. This is like my my first question was this: Is there no? Don't these guys have like security for the equipment? You know, as they're packing stuff up, is nobody watching the? You know, nobody's watching the shop. I don't. I don't get it. I, I don't know. I, I really – I don't understand that at all still. It's it's like one of those things where when I found out that uh, his C. Morse guitar had been given back, it restored just a teeny bit of faith in, you know, you know my faith in humanity and our species. And then that was all shot to hell when I read about Nils Lofgren getting all – you know. And I think he had like three or four guitars stolen, you know, from, uh, you know, on, the, on this tour. So – what is going on, man? Stop stealing these guys' guitars. For God's sakes. Terrible. I was reading a friend of mine, uh, my cousin Susanna, her her husband Jed Simons in a uh, band. He's now up in Vancouver recording with a uh, bunch of guys from the Scrapping Young Lads. They're putting together a band. And some friend of his in Jersey had his guitar stolen, putting out the word. I'm Good Lord. Reaching epidemic proportions, man. Fucking stinks. It's like bicycles. Yeah, except, you know. I know. You know how it is. Hey, These guys do... aren't like leaving it chained up to a fucking parking meter or a tree <laughs> or a lamppost <laughs> that or something. you know of. This stuff is being stolen literally like out of the truck, you know, mm-hmm. or from or from the venue. I don't even know how they're doing it. It's got to be. I've got to figure that there's. it's an inside job. Somebody has to know, you know, the, the timeline and the layout yeah. and when, you know. There's, there's no way somebody without that knowledge could pull off something like this. You know, they have to know exactly when to do it. I, I can't imagine it would be like a crime of, of opportunity. Somebody's just walking by the truck. Nobody's watching it. And there it is. Mm-hmm. Tens of thousands of dollars worth of, you know, equipment and guitars and stuff. Hey, you know what? As long as nobody's here, I'll just snag a few. And I happen to have a sure. car right here. I throw it all in the trunk while nobody How notices. Handy, yeah. I, I don't know. That That's the kind of thing. It just pisses me off and... Makes me wonder. In any event, we're going to get the drive groove going here because, uh, you know what? what? we do. Yeah, we got to do it. I just, it's the only thing that restores my faith, okay, is more rock and roll. So we're going to get your motor running with a little Robin Trower on the drive groove on SoFloRadio.com. <laughs> Strong and the man is 
Vaughn couldn't stand the weather from couldn't stand the weather. It's his second album. Love that stuff. Before that, interesting little track. That is uh, Lola by the Kings, but it's an instrumental version from the soundtrack to the movie Percy, which came out in 1971. Uh, the book was uh, from a the movie was from a book that was originally written by Raymond Hitchcock, who was the father of Robin Hitchcock, and. The plot for this just cracks me up, man. I, I just love it. It's Edwin, an innocent and shy young man, is hit by a nude man falling from a high-rise building while carrying a chandelier. Edwin's penis is mutilated in the accident and has to be amputated. The falling man is killed. Edwin becomes the recipient of the world's first penis transplant. He receives the very large penis of the womanizer killed in the same accident. With his new bit of anatomy, which he names Percy, 
Edwin follows the womanizer's footsteps, meeting all of his women friends before settling happily with the don- with the donor's mistreated widow. Now that's it. I couldn't. I've, I've been trying to find it online to see if I could download it. So wait a minute. Who was carrying the chandelier, Edwin or the nude man? The new uh, Edwin was carrying the chandelier. Edwin was carrying the chandelier. Although that's interesting. I don't know. The way that that's written, see. Yeah, falling from a high-rise building while carrying a chandelier. The man could have fallen while carrying a high-rise chandelier. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, fallen from the building while carrying hey, well, a chandelier. And, and, and he there's was a nude. chandelier he was and nude. a falling nude man involved he was, in this. He was nude. There was a chandelier, and the nude man's penis was fine. Yes. But Edwin. But, but Edwin's wasn't. But apparently the nude man had good- a really large penis, which Edwin becomes the recipient of. As the, oh, the first, did the nude man die? Yes, the nude oh, man I dies see. in the I accident. See. I see. Edwin's penis Edwin is mutilated, the, has to be amputated, and he, and he gets, gets a transplant of the penis of the man who fell out, who fell from the building. Well, I'm having uh, trouble suspending my disbelief here, but yeah, I'm going to have to watch this movie just to see who was carrying I the chandelier. I could find it. I'm, I'd love to try and find it. Before that, David Grisman. Doggy Mountain Breakdown from Dog Jazz, Dog Grass came out in 1983. One of the, uh, you know, once again, it's it's stuff by him, you know, that he's done with Jerry Garcia. It's the way what we like our Grateful Dead, done by somebody else. Yeah. So as always, before that, Mark Lettieri, song is called Goon Squad from Spark and Echo, came out in 2016. This cat's from uh, Dallas. He's a jazz guitar player. He likes to get a bunch of people to play with him that are musicians from the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and uh, it's a pretty good album uh, that just came out. So if you're into that kind of thing, and I am, you probably want to check that out. It's called Spark and Echo, and his name is Mark Lettieri. And kicking off the set, yeah, Robin Trower, a little bit of sympathy from Bridge of Size, came out in 1974. Can't go wrong with little Robin Trower. Played a bunch of stuff by him. I played, like the album BLT for some reason. I love that. But uh, Bridge of Size... One of the great rock guitar albums ever. So there you go, baby. Three All years right. now. Three years. And that awesome. 85 shows. I fell ass backwards in the great. I'm the luckiest motherfucker on the planet. Living the Aww. dream. Living the dream, baby. Yeah. You know what? We're going to come back in a couple of weeks. Try and do the exact same thing again. Just a teeny little bit better. So uh, we're going to get you out of here. You know. I, I don't know how many different versions of this song I have, but it's at least three or four, and this is a cool one. So I'll Let the Groove Move You by the Boogaloo Investigators, whom I absolutely love. I played them before. So, for, right. my, for myself and Graham's Master Flash, Los George's The Master, as always, it is aloha and peace. Good night, Mom.
1926 Hollywood Boulevard. You're listening to SoFloRadio.com.